Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And welcome into the Onside Kick here on Most Valuable Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hey guys, it's great to see you. If you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and or Stitcher, thank you guys for listening to us today and hearing our beautiful voices talk to you. But Mark, before we get into everything, we're going to be talking Tony Romo, Brandon Marshall signing with the Giants. We're going to take a look at the NFL draft and how some early quarterback signings affect the rookie quarterbacks coming into the league. Before we get into all that, I have a special question for you. What's up? It's the same kind of question that I asked Brandon on the Primetime Podcast this week. Mm -hmm. I want to know, do you think you could run a 40-yard dash in under six seconds? Yeah, completely. What time do you think you could run a 40? Give me me a time. Are you going to be... uh, I think I, could, I think I can run it. No, I'm not going to be ballsy. I think uh, I'm not really athletic anymore. No John, no John Ross? No 4-2-2? No, I, I used to actually be <laughs> fairly athletic back in the day. And I, I don't says. do anything anymore. Uh, <laughs> come home from work and I want to sit on the couch. Uh, I think I could run it in 5-6. Ooh, 5-6? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I'm, go, I'm going safe of like okay. just under that okay. 5.8. The reason why I do mm. bring this up, too, is like I said, I asked Brandon... And we actually had our first power rankings from a commenter. Put you at number two of the MVP yeah. crew, right behind I think Dave. That's good. Right behind Dave, right above I don't understand Brandon. Dave being first. <laughs> I still don't understand that. Well, I mean, Dave used to swim in high school. He he, he used to run mm-hmm. cross country a little bit in high school. He was more of the swimmer, though. Yeah, cross country is about running for a long <laughs> distance, not about running fast. You don't not run about fast r- in cross country. If, if anything, then Mike Rankin should be be the one because he's the one doing the thirty the thirty yard sprints in baseball. Yeah, the one used to that the guy who used to play baseball in college. I played baseball not in college. Uh, <laughs> I played baseball back in the day. That was a while. So, while so, ago. so really, you and Mar- you, you and Mike should uh, be one two at the it's top. It's probably been because we all know where it's probably I'm been at. over a decade since what? I've played baseball. Let's we, be real. We, we all know where I'm at. Justin had me in the right mm-hmm. right position, right yeah. below Sean S W A N S H W or. S H A N with the W. Yeah, it's like scene. Yeah, uh, kind of. <laughs> but the the thing to the thing that about baseball when mm-hmm. I played baseball is I really wasn't very very good at it. I mean, I was okay. I could play the field. That's um, about it. Well, the, I was in the outfield all the time because I could get from point A to point B pretty quickly. <laughs> so there's a, so, and so there's a the pop up. Kid. I could get there. So you were the quick kid. Yeah, I was the kid that they hoped would get walked so that way he'd be on base and then he'll get to third. <laughs> or if, you get, get, if I'm on first, I will get to third. Or That's get a, hit, not a problem. Or get hit by the pitch. Yeah, as long as I get on first, I will end up at third. <laughs> Well, but we're going to talk about some football mm-hmm. today. I want you guys to let us know. If you if you didn't watch the Prime Dive podcast, let us know what you think about the uh, 
the the MVP guys were on a 40-yard dash. How would you rank us in times? One through five, because we know I'm last. But mm-hmm. we're going to get into some NFL topics today. As, like I said on the Primetime Podcast, okay, the banter is over to start the podcast. We're going to start with Tony Romo, Mark. And today the Cowboys officially released, well, they officially said that as of tomorrow, Thursday, Tony Romo will no longer be a mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboy. They're going to release him. So that sparks the question. Last week we kind of talked about where will he go. This week, which teams need Tony Romo? Give me one. Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, I want to say it's kind of dumb for the Cowboys to be like, yeah, tomorrow, you better watch. That Tony Romo guy's going to get cut. Well, like, it's they couldn't, they couldn't cut him today. Tomorrow, I know, it's just kind of dumb. Tomorrow, or as you guys are watching and listening to this Thursday, is the official start of the league calendar year. I just think it's so, this whole like two-year legal tender period is just so silly of mm-hmm. like, this might happen, that might happen, this is no longer going to happen, you know, things like that. Um, like in the span of five minutes, I saw someone say that Kirk Cousins 100% will be in San Francisco. And then later it was... 100% Kirk Cousins is going to stay in Washington. <laughs> uh, so a team that really, uh, the team who 100% needs Tony Romo. This is a team that needs him more than anybody else is the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. That is the obvious one. They need him more than anybody else uh, because they've got the defense. They have got solid weapons on offense. They do not have a quarterback. That's what it comes down to. They're the best team for Tony Romo. Uh, and... Honestly, that's this is the there's like two win-win situations. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. Well, what do you do? My first question to that is, what do you do with Brock the Cock? Like, if you say sit, Houston, sit him on the bench. Well, yeah, obviously you're gonna sit him on the bench. But to me, when my question is, what do you do with Brock Osweiler? You threw this guy a huge contract, which we're now looking at it as it was a stupid move mm-hmm. to throw Brock the Cock, cock-a-doodle-doo. The contract that he had, he was paid, what, only $4 million this past year, but it's going to jump up to about $16 million in base salary this year, then $18 million, then back down to $13 million for the base salary part. There are roster bonuses and the signing bonus in there as well. He's going to be a $19 million cap hit, 21 and then 20 for the next three years. Can you, if you are Bill O'Brien, if you are the Texans, can you justify yourself to have given this big contract to Brock the Cock, but then have to go out and get Tony Romo unless you think you can mm-hmm. go get Romo for the cheapy cheaps? No, you don't necessarily need to get him for cheap. I think, uh, you know what forgives all issues is winning. winning. Yep. If you go and you get to win your division, you get in the playoffs, you win playoff games, mm-hmm. nobody cares how much money you spent on Brock Osweiler. They don't. Uh, it's like I always say, you know, we talk so much about reaches and, uh, you know, should that team have really traded up to get him because they could have got him elsewhere. Yeah, but you know what? If he performs well, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter where he should have been drafted. What matters is where he got drafted. And that's the same thing for this. It doesn't matter if Brock Osler got paid a shit ton of money and it didn't work out. If there's another guy there getting money and winning. That's the uh, Matt Flynn and uh, Russell Wilson situation, Matt Flynn got paid big bucks, Matt didn't Flynn, start a game. Matt Flynn got paid for one game. Yeah. I think he did start. Did he start that Week 17 game? I thought they said Well, no, no, Aaron he didn't start in Seattle. Oh, okay. He started that one Week 17 game through a bajillion touchdowns that game. Yes. Through was six that touchdowns, against, Was that against the Lions? Uh, always against the Lions. It's always against the Lions. I think Lions. he's played the Lions twice, actually. And then he um, got he got. He got paid because he of that. He got paid. 
never played. Russell Wilson came out, and hey, they won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Not that year, but they did win a Super Bowl. Nobody cared that Matt Flynn got paid. Well, the thing is, and this is my question with just the Texan mm-hmm. situation before we move on to some other teams, the contract that Romo had, maybe we should have started off with this. Romo's contract for the last three years in Dallas that are now basically moot because he's getting released, 14 million, 19.5 million, 20.5 million. If you're Tony Romo, are you expecting that same kind of ballpark number? Or are you expecting, hey, I might have to take a pay cut to go play with a team? Well, I don't necessarily know if Tony Romo's saying I might have to take a pay cut. I think he's at this point in his career where he has to say, hey, I'm 36 years old. I'm willing to do anything to win. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be 37 by the time I get to play again. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know what? If I have to take less money and I get to win a Super Bowl and finally shut up the doubters because now I have a ring, uh, they had the stat that they were showing. I don't remember exactly what it was. Tony Romo's the... uh, of all the quarterbacks who have not won Super Bowls, Tony Romo has the highest passer rating. Um, I think it was like a 92 or something like that. Someone fact check me. Uh, but so, yeah, it's just this interesting thing of like, hey, he's got to know that this is the end. Mm-hmm. He's got to do this. He's got to go to one of these teams where he can go and win. And if he needs to pull a Tom Brady and not get paid too much money, at least on paper, so that way the team can go do what they need to do for him to win. That's what he's got to do in that case. Well, and the reason I'm saying this is the team that I believe needs him the most. Which team needs him the most is the Denver Broncos. But the Texans and the Broncos are in, there's one big difference, but they're both in pretty much the same situation. There's two differences. Two Mm -hmm. differences, but they're in the same situation. They're both teams that have weapons for him to use in the offense DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller on the Denver side. You're looking at Sanders. You're looking at Thomas in that offense. And then they both have dominant defenses. The Texans defense, best scoring defense in the league last year. The Broncos, pretty damn good defense, although they did not make the playoffs. Like I said, they weren't. Got to throw that out there again for all my Bronco fans. But the big two differences one that is a plus for the Broncos and one that's a plus for the Texans is the plus for the Broncos that's different is the Texans are paying Brock the Cock to be a primetime quarterback in money alone, Mm -hmm. whereas the Broncos have Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon for about just over two mil and just under like 800K because... Trevor Simeon's contract is so cheap. Yeah, they're underpaying those guys to where they can they can go out and spend a little bit more money mm-hmm. on Tony Romo. But the positive for the Texans, which might be a bigger one, is it's easy to me. It's easier for the Texans to win their division with Tony Romo than the Broncos because the Broncos have to go up against the Raiders and the Chiefs. Yeah, the Texans have maybe the Colts if the Colts decide to actually help out Andrew Luck and get him a defense? And I'd be a little scared as much as I've been saying that Tony Romo to the Broncos just makes too much sense uh, and I still think it does make a lot of sense The defense is just, or the division is just too competitive. Division's tough and the other thing is that the offensive line in Denver is not great. Mm -hmm. Tony Romo will get hit more in Denver than he will in Houston. He's not going to get hit that much in Houston. Uh, So you know, I, I think he's got to look at these things. He's got to look and say, okay, I got to be somewhere where I will play, where I will get to the playoffs, and I will play 
these mm-hmm. games. You know, I need to be healthy and I need to be in a good situation. Now, um, another team that I I throw off kind of kind of you know little iffy on, mm-hmm. um, but I do think this would answer a lot of their issues. But now with losing Brandon Marshall, we'll get to it. I think things change, but. For the New York Jets, if they still had Brandon Marshall, I would have said this would have been a thing that would have pushed them over. What if the Jets, and right now i got to look at the the cap tracker that I have in front of me. Right now the Jets are just over the league average. The league average is about just under $33 million. They're at 30, what are they at? 37 is mm-hmm. what they're at, 37 million dollars in cat space almost 38 so they're actually roughly about what would that be six million above the cap space five or six million above the league average what if and the jets what if they went out and said hey we lost brandon marshall we want tony romo because our quarterback sucked but we gotta get him a weapon let's go out and spend on romo and alshon not gonna happen but like Mm. if you're talking about oh well we lost a weapon why would we bring in romo Alshon's still sitting there. The Bears, yeah. the last article you see on ESPN reads the Bears are moving slowly with free agency or with free agent Alshon Jeffrey. Basically, the Bears' motto is, or what it seems is, go test the market, big guy. When no one wants you, we'll be here with the lowly, with, with a lower contract than you wanted. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll be, be here. here for you. Yeah, which is fair. Uh, it definitely is, especially because, you know, they're not in a situation to win anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would have made sense if they had that weapon there but only Brian, because it I mean, would have pushed Eric them Decker over. Still. Now, the problem is, yeah, Eric Decker's not that great when no, he's, he's not, not somebody he's not on the opposite side. Uh, and I, I still always say New York Jets defense is better than people think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is then you run into Tom Brady. All the time. Yeah. You're going to well, run into him twice a year. And that's why thinking back, the Texans to me – might be you might have you might have talked me into it. The Texans might mm-hmm. be the better fit for Tony Romo. I think the team it's different. The team to answer the question that we're asking, the team that needs him is the Denver Broncos. Because to me, the Denver Broncos don't even make the playoffs with Tony Romo. The Houston Texans might be the better fit because without Tony Romo, with Tony Romo, the Texans will be able to get to the playoffs just because of their division that they play in, especially this next year. How does Marcus Mariota come back from mm-hmm. the leg injury? The Jacksonville Jaguars, do they ever cash in on that potential that we talk about each and every year? I even bought in on one of our predictions before the Tony Romo injury messed everything up. I had the Jacksonville Jaguars as a playoff team before I said, no, 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 no. I'm going to put the Raiders in as my shock team over the Jacksonville Jaguars, which, whew, thank God I did that. Mm-hmm. But Jacksonville and Tennessee might not be division favorites. I mean, if Marcus Mariota comes back and is Marcus Mariota, the Titans are right there. And then the Colts, it's like, yeah, you got Andrew Luck, but... All depends on when they it, get him help. What does that team have... I'm looking more defensively. If you don't have mm-hmm. a defense, you ain't going to compete. So if I'm Tony Romo, I can say if I'm looking just between the Broncos and the Texans, this team I'm for sure probably going to make the playoffs as the starter. The other one I'm not because I didn't mention the Chargers, and I know San Diego fans are probably going to be, oh, well, give us some respect. They did that the last time mm-hmm. we mentioned them. Yes, they are a pretty good team in that division, although they were – 
number four in the division. Now they have a new head coach to spark things over. I would just stay, if I'm Tony Romo, I would stay away from the Broncos because of that division. Yeah. Just because of that division. But there's even people saying that another team in that division, the Chiefs, could go after. I mean, it's a long shot, but people are even throwing out the Chiefs to take Tony Romo. And if I'm Romo, why I would I go the there? Chiefs. No. Why would I go there? I'd go with the Jets over the, if it's Jets or Chiefs, I'd go with the Jets just because I'd start. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I might be able to win a Super Bowl in KC, maybe, but I ain't going to be starting. It's going to be Alex Smith. No, I would, if I had Alex Smith and Tony Romo, I'd start Tony Romo. Over Alex Smith? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tony Romo's a better quarterback. Without really? a doubt. Are they? Oh, yeah. Uh, is he? Oh, yeah. Look at his fucking stats. Okay. Okay. I With the Chiefs, mm-hmm. I just think maybe it's the... Alex Smith don't, is game manager, so he inflates his stats. Don't fix what ain't broke. Mm-hmm. It wasn't oh, a, yeah. It wasn't Alex Smith that lost you that playoff game. It was the your explosive offense mm-hmm. was not explosive anymore. Yeah. The Travis Kelsey machine and... Uh, your running back, what was that, Tyreek Hill, was that his name? Mm-hmm. The explosive running back that came out of the weeds for like two weeks or three, four, five at the end of the season that everyone fell in love with? Those weapons didn't produce and didn't turn into points. It was not Alex Smith that lost you that no. playoff game. But I think it comes down to, to me, the two teams that this is coming down to now are the Broncos and the Texans. I would have said the Bears— if the Bears didn't go out and get Mike no, Glennon. Bears never made sense because the Bears are not in a position to win anyways. Well, I, I as a team that would needs be, him, it doesn't make sense. They I don't need him. I thought it would be the the typical Chicago way of mm. we got to try kind of what, what's going on with the Bulls right now. Oh, we got to sure. try to stay at mediocre, get that extra playoff ticket, get that extra revenue. I know in the NFL it's a little different because. Well, if you're a wildcard team, you don't get the revenue yeah. from that one playoff game because you're playing on the road. But I want to throw out one more team, and this is a team that I don't think he's going to sign with. I know for a fact he will not sign with, but I want to throw it out to you. Give me your best pitch. Okay. You are now the the president of football operations for the Cleveland Browns. Congratulations, right. Mark. Give your best pitch for Tony Romo to put on the orange helmet. There's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> that's that's pretty much all I can do for you, Tony. Uh, no, I think what I would say in that case is like, hey, man, we got two first-round picks this year. Mm-hmm. We're going to rock both those picks. We started very low. We're going to have one of the easier schedules next year. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah, right? I kind of avoided saying it that way. <laughs> you might have noticed. Uh, we're going to have one of the easier schedules next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, at least we're supposed to. And it's going to be not that hard of a ride into the playoffs for us. We're going to surprise teams. Our defense is not as bad as people think it is. We, not- we just need a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, we need somebody to score points. That's what we couldn't do last year. The mm-hmm. reason why we were such a bad team is we could not score points. You will help us score points. Uh, you're not going to win mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, that your elevator pitch there is not going to get Tony Romo to buy in. But nowhere to go but up, buddy. The one thing I want to mention, this is going to tie into the the kind of topic that we'll have. I'll save the exact overalls for our rookie quarterback conversation. But if you look at the last 10 years of the 12th overall pick, because we know the Browns are going with Miles Garrett number one, they're not going to take a wide receiver. If they got Tony Romo, they're not going to be like, oh, we'll go Corey Davis number one. 
maybe two, three, or four of the last mm-hmm. 10, 12 overall picks have been something special. The rest, Christian Ponder was one of them. That's right. Probably probably not that great where you're kind of like, eh, not, not like it's a decent talent, but it's nothing to write home about. But this is where actually before any last thoughts that we need on Tony Romo before we move on. No, to me, I mean, it's just it's basically the team that needs him most. I think the team that needs him most is the Houston Texans because they're stuck in the middle until they re- figure something out with Brock Osweiler. And I'm going to be on the other side. I think it's a two, it's a two different question. The team that needs him the most, the Denver Broncos. The team that it best fit for, the Houston Texans. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below. What do you guys think with the Tony Romo situation? Where will he land? Where's his best fit? Which team needs him? the most let us know down below in the comment section but mark we got to move on into our next topic and we are going to be looking at the new york football giants and the big move the the big splash that Mm -hmm. they made early in the wee hours of the morning as uh i was waking up today i'm like man why is brandon mart like what happened with brandon marshall the ticker comes across on sports center i go damn i missed it went to my phone what do i see brandon marshall Staying in New York, but he's going from the green and white over to the red, white, and blue of the New York Giants. And Mark, I am going to be frank. I am going to pass it right off to you. This two-year deal for Brandon Marshall. Mm -hmm. Does this make the Giants Super Bowl favorites this upcoming year? Uh, I honestly am kind of convinced it does. Uh, The problem for the New York football Giants last year really was that their Ben McAdoo offense was not as powerful as it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Their defense is one of the better defenses in the NFL. They gave up the second fewest points. Well, they went out and spent cash money. Yeah. So last year they did that, and this year they said, okay, how can we make this offense perform better? Mm-hmm. Boom, there it is. Uh, you know, people were able to frustrate Odell. They were, I mean, he still put up nearly, you know, 1,400 mm-hmm. yards. Uh, getting 10 touchdowns, but people were able to kind of stop him a little bit, and now you have two number ones? Two number ones. What are you going to do? You know, which guy do you cover? And I know that this comes up every now and then, uh, which guy do you cover? But very legitimate. I mean, when Chicago had the second-best scoring offense in the NFL, uh, this was during the dark eras known as Mark Trestman, of uh, <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall— it's because they had two number ones. And it was so effective that it was just nonstop scoring for these for this offense. When you move over to Ben McAdoo, who loves to throw the ball, Eli's throwing for over 4,000 yards. Now you give him yet another target. This was basically saying, what did we not do well last year? We didn't score enough points. You know what's now we funny about this deal? Guess who else is Brandon Marshall in two years, 2019, will be a free agent. Guess who else will be a free agent that upcoming year or that offseason as well? Who's the Giants. Odell? Odell. Odell's got a club option for 2018, which, let's be honest, the Giants are going to take that. They'd be stupid Mm. to say, nah, we we won't take that club option for 2018. So he's going to be on that roster next year. And then basically 2019, he could get franchise tag if they don't come up with a deal. But that's years down the line. The thing I think with this deal, why, to me, I'm in the same boat. I kind of want to say, you know what? Not Super Bowl, Super Bears, Super Bowl, Super Giants in this case. Super Bowl, Super Football Giants. (laughs) Super Football Giants. And the thing Mm -hmm. is, I mean, I, I look at their division alone. And really, to me, last year, 
although Dak Prescott was great, although Ezekiel Elliott was fantastic last year, who really had the Cowboys' number in that division? Who had their number? It was the Giants. And I know that Cowboy fans are going to get on my case. They're going to say, well, Ricky, the the second game you could say was actually a game as a close 10-7 to fought victory. That first one in D-Town was one of those, you know what, we lost by one. If if I have to hear one more time that if Terrence West wouldn't have stepped out of, or if he would have stepped out of bounds, well, he didn't, and you lost. So Mm -hmm. that's all that matters. They were really the only team in the division that could beat the Dallas Cowboys. They were the only ones, probably the only, they were the only ones that beat them twice. And really what became to me the unraveling for them is you don't even have to look at the entire season for what it was. Just look at the Green Bay Packer game that they played in the playoffs. When you look at Odell's numbers, four catches for 28 yards on 12 targets, not good enough. And when you are getting, when Odell Beckham is so frustrated in himself, that what he slammed the what he slammed his helmet and didn't he fucking slam his head into a locker and we were all like whoa Odell don't don't go too crazy he's got on some that. anger issues I mean that was the whole thing with kicking the uh, the net or the whatever. net earlier in the season but I look at that alone and the Giants had to go we need to get somebody we need to get a veteran so that if this happens again Eli's got someone to throw to mm-hmm. and. I think that one thing that a lot of people don't look to when they are talking about this offense now is Sterling Shepard. A big surprise coming, coming out into the slot. Yeah, second round pick for the Giants last mm-hmm. year. He's a rookie, uh, like 700 yards, a little under, I believe. Yep, 683. Uh, and. This was a really good surprise for the team. I mean, it's not like he puts up a thousand yards or anything like mm-hmm. that, but he puts up enough to where he's reliable. Gets eight touchdowns last year. He is a reliable weapon. Uh, two years ago, Danell was really good, the tight end, uh, and people were going crazy about him too. They're just kind of adding up these little weapons. Imagine if they go in the draft and they get Delvin Cook. Or if they can it's get exact, McCaffrey. That's exactly what I'm thinking. With me right now, I talked about it last week when mm-hmm. the Adrian Peterson thing happened and I did my solo podcast. One of the teams that I, I didn't think wide receiver. For wide receiver, I was like, ah, they can go out there and get an Alshon. I didn't think that they'd go and get a Brandon Marshall kind of off the radar for me. But my big thing was go get that running back. Go get Adrian Peterson so that Eli can lean on that. And then it kind of shakes things up and maybe gets Odell a little bit of extra looks because you're loading the box yeah. trying to stuff for AP. But really, to me, this is a smarter move than that because we don't know the exact numbers because, of course, the league year hasn't started. We just know that it's a two-year deal. But I want to say that whatever this deal is, it's a lot cheaper than Adrian Peterson would have been oh, for the Giants. Definitely. And they can go out now in that first mm-hmm. round and go get a running back if the right one's available. And Brandon Marshall even himself said, uh, I think he tweeted, that the New York Giants offer was one of the least amount of money Mm -hmm. he was offered, but he wanted to go somewhere where he'd win. Yeah, exactly. It all comes down to the ring finger. He hasn't even gotten to the playoffs yet Mm -mm. in his career. He's played four different teams, hasn't gotten there yet. Well, him and Jay came close, didn't they? Didn't him and Jay come close once to make yeah, the playoffs? Yeah, they were close to making the playoffs, and then they had uh, had issues um, towards the end where they just mm-hmm. missed it. 
but hasn't been there. Has not been there. So the other thing that I want to mention with the New York Giants, what their downfall is right now, mm-hmm. offensive line. Offensive line is still bad. They, But at the same time, you know, as much as we talked about Cook, McCaffrey, one of these running backs, they can pretty much draft all offensive linemen throughout the draft, and they're probably going to be pretty good at that uh, because they need to get somebody that's n- – they need to get people that will protect Eli – not let him get that pressure that he got last year where he makes all these dumb mistakes and he's throwing close, you know, 16, 17 interceptions in the year. Mm-hmm. You can't have that. You can't have that at all. Uh, and that's going to be a downfall here. Plus the fact that the run game was bad. Yeah, the run game wasn't great because you don't have a real reliable number one. Well, yeah, they but, have that committee. And I mean, but also the offensive line isn't helping get you forward at all either. Because right now, I believe the number one running back on this roster is the Paul Perkins, who had the he led the team in carries and yards in the playoff game, but it was thirty yards for ten touchdown or ten carries. But the thing for me with this Giants team is, like you mentioned, they went out, they spent cash money on that defense last year. They said, you know what, we're going to go out, we're going to get this guy, we're going to get that guy. We're loading up the defensive side because coming in, they're like, you know what? We have our same offensive system with our offensive coach. Then the year happened. Phenomenal defense. We're the only teams because of that defense to beat the wonder boy in Dak Prescott. But then when they got to the playoffs, they noticed, huh, if Odell Beckham's not there, huh, it's funny how we don't win the game. So we need to go out and get somebody, and they did in Brandon Marshall, and the thing that's even more scary about this, you got Marshall on one side, stands tall at 6'4", and he's a receiver that Eli can say, boom, go get it. I'm throwing it up there. Go get it. Jump up for it. He's got a guy on the other side where, although he's only 5'11", plays like he's 6'4", with that jumping and that arm Mm. radius around him were basically, I want to say it was sports science like a year or two ago, did a kind of sports science on Odell, and the way he leaps and with his arms, he could catch it to where if he stood there and you threw it, it's the width of a park, like a garage in a backyard, that's the radius that he could catch the ball because of how freakish of an athlete he is. So you got that on one side, that on the other and then add the 5'10 Sterling Shepard, who's a little bit more in the weight department. He's he's closer to Odell, only four pounds different. I thought he was a lot thinner than Odell. But you put that in the slot, and you've got three wide receivers that I think this Giants team can really say, you know what, these are sound. Let's yeah, go get sure. that. Let's let's go get that running back now. Mm-hmm. Something that's interesting too. Uh, now the New York Giants were eleven and five last year, so nothing to laugh about. Mm-hmm. Uh, two different games that they could have won. They were just one possession games. Redskins that lost twenty nine twenty seven, and then of course it was the Eagles. They lost twenty four nineteen. Two pos- are just one possession games. If they, you could argue. I mean, we're not trying to play the what if game, but you could if argue they that Brandon Marshall. if they have a guy like Brandon Marshall, they can go to the other option, and mm-hmm. they could potentially win that well, division, which will, remember, they beat Dallas twice. They would have won that division. Uh, and then you're looking at the New York Giants as the number one seed last year. And that's why I kind of want to flip the conversation to this. I mm-hmm. was 
I was scrolling through YouTube today and I saw a YouTube video from um, Eagle superfan EDP, EDP 445. And what he was saying in his video was basically now because of the Brandon Marshall to the Giants, the Eagles are fucked. Well, kind guess of, what? Yeah. Not just the Eagles, the Redskins are fucked too. Because not only did the Giants get a good wide receiver, mm-hmm. the Redskins lost both Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson. And the quarterback doesn't want to be there. And the Eagles haven't made a splash yet either. Now, yeah. now the Eagles, there's a lot Eagles of rumors. Eagles have been trying. There's a lot of rumors saying the best fit for them could be Alshon. If they get Alshon Jeffrey, that kind of changes things a little. But if I'm the Redskins mm-hmm. and the Eagles, I look at this move by the Giants and I go, fuck, what do we do? Can we switch how divisions? Do, how do we compete in this division with how good the Cowboys were this year? Because... Let's be honest. I don't think the Cowboys should slow up. Now, Dak Prescott and Zeke might have a slight sophomore slump, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be anything like it's not going to be a night and day type of thing. Yeah, people they're will still, catch up. They're still going to be a playoff team, and then the Giants do this and add Brandon mm-hmm. Marshall to an already phenomenal 11-5 and five team. Uh, another thing with that, too, of course, with the Redskins, uh, GM is going to be fired as well, potentially, is mm-hmm. the rumor now. Um, so they have one... Is that, is that the guy who was at his grandmother's funeral that died like a month ago? I that know. I was hearing with the Red... You said Redskins, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think there was a story, I heard this on last Friday, where it was for the Combine. They're like, oh, well, why isn't he there? Oh, he's at his grandma's funeral... And then people did some digging, and she died mm. early February. Yeah, I don't know. I just know he's going to get fired, um, and that's great look for for the for the Redskins. But you have two teams that, you know, if you're someone like Alshon, and you have offers to go various places, do you really want to go to Philadelphia now? You got to bear down. You got not necessarily that he has to come <laughs> back to Chicago, but you have. Uh, a team in New York mm-hmm. who has this high-powered offense and high-powered defense. You have the former number one seed of the Dallas Cowboys with this amazing offense and a pretty good defense. Do you really want to go play in Philadelphia and go against these two? You're probably not going to win the division. I wouldn't. If I'm Alshon, I stay away, and that's the thing. I want to bring it back more to the Eagles and Redskins how do you how do you attract a free agent? Because the thing is, with the Redskins, of course they're going to find somebody to fill those slots. But if I'm the Redskins, I go, okay, how are we going to fill these two wide receiver spots? Because to me, I didn't think they were going to keep both Garcon and Deshaun Jackson. But you thought but, they'd get one. But to lose both of them, mm-hmm. I'd be hitting the panic button if I was Washington. And this giant move even it just timed just put it up to a million. The one thing that both these teams have going for them is the good quarterbacks. Uh the problem for the Redskins is that their good quarterback doesn't want to be there. Might leave um, next year unless you trade him. Yeah, and then at least for Carson Wentz in Philadelphia, he's not going anywhere. They like him and he likes them. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a happy situation. So the Philadelphia Eagles at least have something going for them. And they can point to that really strong run that they had and say, "Look, Look what we did. Add you to the mix, and we can Mm -hmm. go back and do it again. Last thing I'm going to ask you, and this has to do with the Giants, just to end things out. Mm -hmm. We already asked, are they Super Bowl favorites for this upcoming year? Both you and me say at this point, yes. Based off the Brandon Marshall, put them in the Super Bowl favorites. Not like a 
they're the number one choice to win it all. They're but in the I list would, of I would, consideration. I would say definite top five team to win the Super Bowl. Oh, top, this upcoming I, year, maybe I'd even top in, three. Yeah, I'd put them in top three. I want to ask you this: as mm-hmm. of right now, before anything changes, injuries happen, yeah. anything happens at this point in the year, nine thirty-four Central Time on March eighth. Do you think mm-hmm. the Giants will win the NFC East next year over the Cowboys because of Brandon Marshall? Yes. How many games? How by how many games? Um, G- give me a, give me a little more. If give I had to give more. a little prediction right now, I have the Dallas Cowboys at uh, either ten and six or eleven and five. I would put the New York Giants probably twelve and four. So almost flipped. Yeah, almost, almost completely flipped at eleven almost. and five and thirteen and three. But you said. 12 and 4. I just think you look at the two teams. New York beat Dallas twice last year. Mm-hmm. And now uh, they, they got can, better. They got better. Not that Dallas won't get better as it got, well. It got better. Yeah, right. <laughs> not that Dallas won't get better as well, but Dallas is uh, not as well rounded as mm-hmm. the New York Giants now are. Yeah, I honestly think that right now, I would say the Giants are my NFC East favorites. I'll I'll be honest right now they're my NFC favorite mm-hmm. to go to the Super Bowl and possibly even win it like my top three Super Bowl favorites right now at this point I would say the Patriots just because they're the Patriots and they won it yeah. last year the Giants and then I'll throw I'll throw the Cowboys Cowboys or Falcons but I'll probably pick the Cowboys just because we know the carousel of the NFC North. You win, or the NFC South, pardon me, you win the division, somebody else is winning it next year, and that first place team is most likely the in bottom. the cellar. But anything else, anything that we missed on the Giants and Brandon Marshall before we move on into our last topic? Draft Eli Manning in fantasy football next year. Because he's going to have two great targets to throw He's got to. two great targets in the first year. Brandon Marshall's on a team. He always does really well. Didn't you draft Eli this past year? I draft Eli all the time. Did you have, did you have Eli this oh, yeah. past year? I draft him all the time. You had Jameis Winston, too, I believe, didn't you? Um, did you have famous Jameis for a part of the year? I think so. That sounds okay. about right. Mar- Mar- I had Cam Newton, too, at one point, but that was via trade. You had Dak, I think. I did. I had Dak. Because we had around. We did things differently where yep. we had to draft a rookie. I had three quarterbacks going into the year. Remember how much I fought for Kevin White? Yeah. I wanted Kevin White, man. He was the guy that I really wanted, and I made a poor decision there. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down in the comment section. Are the Giants now Super Bowl favorites now that they have Brandon Marshall on the roster? And, Mark, we're going to move on into our last topic, and we're going to be talking NFL draft here on the onside kick. And what we're doing is we know of deals that are going to happen already. If you're listening to this, the deals are all and done on YouTube. If you're listening to this on Blog Talk Radio, they are about to get done today as the podcast is posting, but we know of some quarterback situations. Mm -hmm. We're going to have Brian Hoyer, the Hoya machine, going to the San Francisco 49ers. We've got Mike Glennon said, nope, I do not want to be the highest paid backup in the NFL. Going to take his talents here to the Windy City in Chicago. And uh, the Cleveland Browns look like they are trying to trade the number 12 pick and some others mm-hmm. to the New England Patriots for Jimmy Garoppolo. Also, Tyrod Taylor is going to stay in Buffalo. And Tyrod's going to stay in Buffalo. So basically, because of everything that's going on with with the Glennon in Chicago, Hoyer mm-hmm. in San Fran, the Browns probably not going to take a quarterback number one. The main question we are going to try to answer today, Mark, and I'm going to throw it to you like always, yep. is how do these early signings 
affect the rookie quarterbacks coming into the league? Uh, they basically push everything back, almost guaranteed. Uh, there's no more pressure. The Cleveland Browns, let's be real, they were never going to draft a quarterback number one in overall. Mm-hmm. That was never going to happen. Uh, they want people to believe it because they want people to trade with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was never going to actually happen. So that was always out. But San Francisco certainly was going to draft a quarterback. Chicago certainly could have drafted a quarterback. Now they don't have to. Chicago 100% does not need to because they're going to pay Mike Glennon uh, big boy money. And they're going to probably get someone in the second. Like the joke you said before I recorded, pay pay him big money to be Jay Cutler 2.0. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, and we can talk about it uh, someday. But, you know, they're basically, they, they got their stopgap. So mm-hmm. they said, we don't need Watson. We don't need Trubisky. Uh, we can go ahead and wait for Mahomes or w- Kaya or one of these guys. Which also, I forgot to say, it's no longer Mitch, apparently. It's Mitchell. Michael. He wants, he wants Michael. to be called Mitchell. Think, I'm pretty sure he wants to be called Michael. <laughs> Michael Trubisky. Guys, please call, call me Michael from now on. Michael Trubisky is what we'll call him here <laughs> on the onside kick. While Trubisky fans are going to get mad at us. Be real because he's got fans. Early, well, earlier uh-huh. in draft season, we got roasted by him. Oh, look at these assholes. Can't even say his effing name. Yeah, but, I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. We, we know it's Trubisky. Trubust key. Now, to me, what this means for uh-huh. Watson and uh, Trubisky is exactly what you said. Niners, I wouldn't waste the second overall pick on that. I'll go defense. Yeah. If I'm the Bears, please don't let the Niners take one of my safeties. Oh, wait, they took one? I'll take the other one. That's sure. what the Bears can do. And then for the, Ram, or for the Titans, who have the Ram pick, and the Jaguars, they don't need quarterbacks. So to me, the first quarterback at the highest Welcome to New York. is going to the Jets. The J-E-T-S, yeah. Jets, 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 which would be interesting because it would really show how much they believe in Christian Hackenberg. Oh, they! I think Notice we all know they I don't. Notice how I emphasized Hackenberg. Yeah, I think we all know they don't believe in him. Uh, and, you know, you have these type of teams. I mean, not even Buffalo needs a quarterback. So whoever doesn't get taken, welcome to the fall. Essentially, welcome you know, to the Brady Quinn fall, the Johnny Manziel fall. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you could even argue that maybe one of these, you know, maybe the New York Giants don't don't want to take him either. Maybe they mm-hmm. can figure something out that they can get. Now, of course, the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, supposedly the Cleveland trading number twelve overall for Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's not good enough. Is now, what the rumor is right now. The Patriots are saying that's not enough. Let me ask this question for you. Because to me, in the top 12, we'll cut mm-hmm. it off right after the Browns. There are three teams, well, three or four that I could see drafting quarterbacks potentially. The first one is the Giants at six. The second one. The Jets at the, six. At the Jets at six. Pardon me. They mm-hmm. got New York on the mind, but said the wrong team. The second one, this was my iffy one, the Bills. Maybe they don't believe Tyrod Taylor's the answer. They like the guy that is on the board there, either either Trubisky, either Watson. Take pick your. But poison. you wouldn't have restructured his deal. But the the thing is, if the right one is still there, maybe they pull the trigger and say, mm-hmm. "Ah, we're going to sit you behind Tyrod and let you develop." Kind of like the one big theory that was here in Chicago before the Mike Lennon. This was late last week, where there were people even saying, "No, no, 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 go ahead and take." Trubisky at number three because, uh, oh, yeah, he was supposed to play this last year in college. You think he's going to develop? Just take him and redshirt him. Treat this year in the NFL like his senior year in college, which my thought is, yeah, but how do you know he's going to develop the same 
that he would actually play in college games, the Bills have that luxury maybe to do that. That's why I said they were that eh kind of a team. Yeah. And then 11 and 12. The Saints could, because they could say, well, how long is Drew Brees going to play if one of those two are there? Mm-hmm. Fuck it, let's take it. And then the Browns, if they can't work out a deal for Jimmy Garoppolo, the Browns could say, hey, we got Garrett with number one. Let's take a quarterback here at 12. The problem I have with, with something like uh, New Orleans, just to start there, is they're basically admitting defeat next mm-hmm. year. Uh, they're basically saying, yeah, we're not going to be good enough because they have a lot of needs on that defense that need to be addressed. Well, I expect them to go defense. I mm-hmm. just throw it out there. Yeah. I mean, it, but th- that's what I'm saying. They, that, they're a team that they would not be able to do that because, because they would be admitting defeat. Because in past mock drafts, and I'm going to say like the Todd McShay's, the Mel mm-hmm. Kuypers, because if you look at mine, I had Deshaun Watson falling all the way to the Texans. Yeah. I had Trubisky up top, and then boom, Deshaun Watson all the way down there. But if you look at, like I said, the Kuypers, the McShays, if that quarterback's there at 11 that usually was not in mock drafts, mm-hmm. do you think about pulling that trigger? Oh, certainly you can think about it. Other than that, outside the top 12, Houston. Houston's the team. Mm-hmm. The, first, the Houston and maybe Denver. Probably not Denver because they went Paxton Lynch last year. I don't think they'd go double quarterback. No. If they're going to get a they quarterback, it's going to get Tony Romo through free or through free agency mm-hmm. but yeah if you are a quarterback it's the jets and then that next pot the, the next for sure team boom the texans depending yeah. on what happens in the romo i think stakes. a big thing with this is this is you know the chicago bears the san francisco 49ers even though these are teams that just got mm-hmm. quarterbacks who are bridge they're bridge quarterbacks uh-huh. uh although uh i think Schefter said that san francisco already said like hey we're not 100 set one hundred percent set on Hoyer being our starting quarterback. We just mm-hmm. wanted to sign him, um, but right now he's the only quarterback, so he's yeah. a starter. But you have these teams who basically are sitting there, kind of going, "Great, everybody else looks like they're good too." Maybe I don't want Watson at number three overall or number two overall, but I want him in the second round. Yeah, I want him at thirty four. I want him at 35. Well, and even what the, what this means for the rookie quarterbacks is if you are Mitch Trubisky, or I'm sorry, Mitchell Trubisky, I'm not going get, to get that right, um, or Deshaun Watson, you can still sit there and say, I will, there's a chan- pretty good chance I'll be drafted in the first round. If you are everyone else, the Mahomes, the Kaisers, you're sitting there. If I'm Mahomes, I'm sitting there going, well, unless I go in the first round, and unless the Browns take me to start off the second round, I'm going to go to the 49ers at two. Because mm-hmm. that's what I think. With with signing Hoyer, that's what the Niners are going to do. We're going to take the BPA guy, probably the best defensive player off the board at two, a guy that we can use right away. And then when that second pick rolls around to the second round, which if our quarterback that is on our board is there, we'll take him there. Yeah. Even if it's not Trubisky, even if it's not Watson. I definitely think the 49ers and Bears, I expect both of them to draft quarterbacks in the second round. Um, if I'm a Bears fan, though, if, mm-hmm. if you're a Bears fan that likes Mahomes, don't get too attached. Because there's a good chance that he could go right before you guys to the Niners. Sure. I mean, I don't know how it's going to go. And mm-hmm. a lot of times to tell because 
AJ McCarron still in play. He could still get traded to one of these true, teams. True. Uh, especially that I look to the Cleveland Browns for that one. If the Jimmy Garoppolo trade doesn't work out, Cody they're not Kessler. trading twelve. Uh, well, they have Cody Kessler, but they're no, not going to trade. If, if they get Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. then you could look to oh, sure. maybe dish out Kessler. But they're, I honestly, they're not going to get Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm it's just not saying. Happen. I'm saying if. So that's I'm why saying I'm if. saying. If that trade's not going to happen, mm-hmm. well, you can trade a second maybe or a third mm-hmm. for A.J. McCarron. I don't know exactly what that asking price is, um, but there's an option there that people are excited about, uh, at least somewhat excited about. So there's still things out there that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that being said, the Houston Texans, I think, are very interesting now with the way these quarterback things are going because suddenly they're sitting there going, is Trubisky going to drop to 25 or Watson or whoever? Mm-hmm. Or one of these quarterbacks going to drop that far? Maybe the New York Giants. Or I'm sorry. You did it to me, Ricky. The Jets. New York Jets. Maybe the Jets decide to pass because there's a really good option. You know, I, they want a defensive player. Maybe they pass. So are one of these guys going to drop all the way to a team like Houston that mm-hmm. does need a quarterback? I find it really hard based off of the. Hoyer and the Glennon signings because they're not finalized as we're talking about it, but they will be finalized as you guys are listening to this either on Blog Talk Radio or YouTube. Mm-hmm. Really, to me, it's like the quarter. I look at the quarterbacks for the Jets. I I don't know how you if Trubisky and Watson are there at six. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm necessarily sold that they should be taken there. I'm still looking at it and going because of what you have on the roster, but I'll draft them at six. Maybe they like a guy like Mahomes and they know he'll be there because they know. Or a guy like Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, they know that, hey, if we don't take him, Houston's Mm -hmm. the only other team in the draft right now that's going to take this guy. And we assume that, okay, they can take Watson, then uh, San Francisco can take Trubisky Mm -hmm. and. Chicago can take Mahomes or Kaiser, and we'll take the other one. Maybe they feel comfortable in that. Um, so it's definitely interesting to me. But I do think that Houston, because of Brock Osweiler, and let's assume they do not get Tony Romo, I do sit there and look at him and say, I kind of feel like they have to draft a quarterback because they gave so much to Brock Osweiler and had it fail. Mm-hmm. They can't trot him back out on the field next year. And expect people to be okay with it. The fans are going to be asking for the heads of everybody in that organization if that's what happens. They kind of have to draft a quarterback. And they can wait until the second round. Mm-hmm. But you know everybody's going to be gone by then that's worth taking. Well, and there are... I'm looking right now at the quarterbacks at least that were, worth it that could maybe start. I'm looking at the quarterbacks that were at the combine. And I know that right now I'm looking at the 40-yard dash... And really, it's like, well, the quarterback dash numbers aren't the best to go off of. Mm-hmm. But I'm just looking for names, like some names that it'll be interesting to see if the Jets fall in love with. Joshua Dobbs out of Tennessee. If they'll maybe, the two big ones that I look at, maybe like a Davis Webb. How much did we hear about him coming out of the Senior Bowl? Oh, apparently, apparently, the Bears fell in love with him and Zay Jones, yeah, the wide receiver out of East Carolina. And the Bears coming in really liked Nathan Peterman as well out of Pitt. So there could be a situation where the the Jets go, hey, let's look at Dobbs, let's look at Webbs, let's look at Peterman, the ones that aren't going to go to mm-hmm. the Niners and Bears at the beginning of the second 
because then we could take one in the second round. This could be the this could be the year that second round quarterbacks, second third round quarterbacks are king. Where the Potentially. Bulk, the bulk of the quarterbacks are in the second and the third. And I think that's what a lot of these teams are doing when it comes to uh, potentially Cleveland, mm-hmm. Chicago, San Francisco, New York. I think they are looking at it. now. New York, I think, is sitting there going, "We have to play and see what one of these other teams does uh, to see if we should wait mm-hmm. back because it might not be worth it. We might not get our guys." That's the same thing. Exactly why I think Houston almost is forced to take one in the first round because well, they're definitely not going to get one in the second. And I'm going to throw this out there. I know this is a year in advance and anything can happen, mm. but I'm just looking. I just pulled up a random mock draft for 2018. This is from Walter Football. Because they exist already. Com. They do. But I'm not looking for position. I'm just looking for names. And, of course, the the little sticker of anything can happen can come into it, but if in an ideal world, if everything progresses nicely, here are some of the names that we could be looking at next year. Sam Darnold from USC, if he progresses like he's supposed to, can come out. If he has a phenomenal season this year, he'll be the number one pick. He will be the number one pick in the draft. You'll also have Mm -hmm. Josh, Josh Rosen right across the road in L.A. there, at UCLA, the uh, the next quarterback that they have taken, do they have a third one in the first round? I don't think they do. They don't. But, like, I'm looking at, I know that the arrest that he recently had could kind of fault a little bit, but you will also have um, uh, Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma coming out. Next year, I think, is going to be, to me personally, next year is going to be the stronger class for quarterbacks to where we're going, wow. These teams are just going to take quarterbacks this year in the third and the second and third, just because. Oh, if they develop, I mean, you've got Josh Allen next year from Wyoming on this on this mock draft for WalterFootball.com. Um, and do they have one more? I'm just kind of flipping through. They do not. So Allen, Rosen, and Darnold are the mm-hmm. ones they have. But like I said, Baker Mayfield's another one that everyone's high on. I think next year's our quarterback year for the first round. This year is not. This is an off year. I'm not saying that they're going to come out and not develop into talents for NFL teams, but draft-wise, this could be the year where teams go, "Nah, I'm good in the first round. I'm good." I think we'll probably get. I think we'll probably get two. Uh, We might get three. It all depends on what Cleveland does. But two is not a lot. The only way we get three, I think, Mm -hmm. is if the Patriots pull a Seattle Seahawks from when they won the Super Bowl, where they say, "Oh, oh, huh? You want to trade up for this guy?" Okay, we'll trade up for him. Like a perfect situation for New York if they do pass, mm-hmm. trade up and get their guy before San Francisco and Chicago mm-hmm. get theirs. I think we could get three. You're talking about the Jets, not the Giants. Yeah. Because I, I, keep, I, I keep getting, I, I got that blue on the mind. It's true. I think that the way that I see three happening, mm-hmm. and the reason why I say two um, as well to point that out, because you said it's not a lot. There's a lot of people who are being like, yeah, there's no quarterbacks taken in the first round. And I think people need to calm their shit. Uh, hey, I did that for my first mock draft. You it did. could happen. It could. It's technically possible. Well, Anything is possible. Goodell we, could well, say like, that the NFL is over out on stage well, two. It's, it's one of those things where, mm-hmm. what did we talk about in the first segment? If Tony Romo goes to Houston, they're not drafting sure. a quarterback. But hold on. To get to my point, uh, uh-huh. it, the reason why I mentioned the two is because I don't think that there's a chance that we get zero quarterbacks. Someone's going to take a quarterback. So there'll be one at least. There has to be at least be one. Uh, and New York certainly is probably going to be the team that does it. Mm-hmm. I think Houston's hand is kind of be forced unless they really love 
Uh, Kaya Dobbs, one of these type of guys. But what if they sign Romo? Do you think they're content? What if it's like Romo for two years? Then I think you they're think good. they're content to not take one in the I first. think they would be okay. I think then they would want to get one of those mm-hmm. third-round guys. Hopefully he develops into something. Uh, and then, you know, one of these other teams, whether it's San Francisco or Chicago, if they trade back up, then you might get a third one. Um Certainly. I mean, of course, it's possible that a team like the Saints or something mm-hmm. like that tries to do it just to get a backup guy who can develop or something. This but. is a this is a big what if, but you know who, if let's say no quarterbacks are taken through the top 26 picks in the draft, mm-hmm. two sleeper teams from 27 to 32 that could take quarterbacks, the Chiefs and the Steelers. Because what did we talk about this offseason? I believe a the bit? Steelers. The Steelers because, A, it's the big one of... Well, Big Ben mentioned the R word this offseason, the retirement Once word. you start thinking about it. Once you throw it out there, it's like, okay, you, you it made it real. It becomes very real, yeah. You made it real, so we're going to start thinking about that too. But the reason why the Chiefs is, like you said, Alex Smith is a game manager. If they go through another year where they make the playoffs and then it's like you get bounced and you're not scoring. Like I said this year, oh, it's not Alex Smith's fault for last year's performance. That's because it's only happened to me. It's only happened that mm-hmm. once. Next year, twice, and then if it happens a third, yeah. then it's a trend. And the rumor was a little bit that pattern trend. The uh, that the Chiefs were not necessarily thrilled about Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. They were happy with him, but they're not jumping up and down. Which, if Mitch Trubisky or Deshaun Watson are there at twenty-seven, I think they think about it. Yeah, if if these guys are there, I can mm-hmm. think, I could see it. I see it more with the. With Steelers. the Steelers first, uh, but the Chiefs certainly. Um, you know, I definitely think that there's still a lot to play out. A.J. McCarron still exists. Is Garoppolo going anywhere? I doubt it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's still definitely, and Tony Romo, of course, are the other one. There's still some things that need to happen before we can really get a concrete idea of how many quarterbacks are going to be taken in the first round. And the last thing I kind of wanted to throw out there, I wanted to find the exact article on ESPN, but there was a little headline for the Packers where they kind of threw out the, well, oh, Aaron Rodgers might want to kind of just see what free agency's like after seeing all these quarterbacks getting these kind of, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say mega deals, but they're getting paydays. They're getting, paid, they're getting yeah. big paydays. I'm going to throw this out there, and I'm just going to throw it out there and right. see what happens. If one or both of Trubisky and Watson are there for the Packers, if you are in the war room, do you think about it just because you're afraid "Ah, if Aaron Rodgers tests free agency, we might lose him? No, I wouldn't ever think Aaron Rodgers will. I think he would retire a Packer um, without a doubt. I I think that unless you're going to pull a, you know, Peyton Manning or a Tony Romo, I think if anything, you're afraid that taking one of these quarterbacks will make, Aaron Rodgers think that you're pulling a Peyton Manning True. with Andrew Luck. Or that um, you're pulling a Brett Favre. Yeah, and when it comes to money, you know, I see Aaron Rodgers' face enough. He's he's doing enough to get paid. And, I mean, he is under contract for mm-hmm. not just this season, but He's got two all those more. sponsorship deals. He, he's okay. He's got three more years left in it, but, I mean, it's one of those things where 
maybe does he if the 49ers don't have a quarterback situation figured out mm. by then does he go play for uh no the team that he grew up being like man that's my team i don't think he's gonna go anywhere do you think he's gonna retire packer mm-hmm. without doubt like i said just wanted to throw it out there because i saw it i appreciate it any any last things with the rookie quarterbacks that you want to throw out there before uh, we wrap up shop only thing involving a quarterback is not a rookie uh but mike glenn you know mike glennon yeah. You know, I'm okay with it. You know what? Here's what I want. This is how we're going to end the podcast. Tomorrow on the Behind the Pen, mm-hmm. Mike is in Sioux City, Iowa, being able to call some basketball games for um, the NAIA Women's D2 National Tournament. So he will not be recording the Behind the Pen this week. Mm-hmm. It'll be myself and Dave. And one thing we're going to talk about is Mike Glennon. And because you are not going to be here, I, will not. I want you right now, last thing on the podcast, Really give your thoughts on mm-hmm. the Mike Glennon signing by the Bears, because you are a Bears fan. I am. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, here's my opinion. Uh, I'm okay with it. I mean, it, honestly, I think it was the best option, because you don't want to trade picks. Because the Chicago Bears are not in a situation to afford mm-hmm. the ability to lose picks. So Jimmy Garoppolo was not going to be an option, because it was going to be first-round picks. Can't do that. McCarron is second- or third-round picks. Ryan Pace is pretty good with those. I would rather have him keep that. Uh and I think that people are also forgetting that a few things with Glennon. One, it was just a couple years ago that teams were trying to trade for Mike Glennon. Uh, and the Buccaneers just said no for some reason. Uh, and then also, when he did play, he wasn't that great. He was a little below average. But he also had a shitty team around him. So I'm interested. I am not hopeful I am not optimistic, but I am interested to see if he has the potential to do something. He's a younger version of Jay Cutler. Um, and <laughs> yeah, you know that, what? That's a Bears fans want to hear. He's a younger, fa- the well, younger version yeah, of the right? quarterback you hate. At least we have some Unless upside right Rankin. now. But here's my thing I want to say about that. And I'm glad you bring it up. To all the Chicago Bears fans, if you are going to complain about uh-huh. this, when especially when uh, Mike Glennon gets paid and people are like oh we should have just kept cutler no all you fuckers are the reason why we signed glennon because you <laughs> didn't want to keep cutler all you could say nonstop oh. was we should have gotten rid of the guy how is he still on this damn team you guys were all so sick of jay cutler a quarterback who is just completely average uh that you forced the hand you forced the hand. They could have easily stuck with Jay Cutler for another year and gotten Mahomes or something like that to develop for a year. But no, you guys wanted him out, so he's out. And it's funny because one of the rumors, and this mm-hmm. is the last thing I'll say before we wrap up shop, is one of the rumors when it was Jimmy Garoppolo being rumored to be traded here, there were some people saying, yeah, Jimmy doesn't want to come home to Chicago because not only is the media tougher, but it's one of those things of, Oh, great. Now I'm the hometown kid coming yeah. home. He knows how it is. And if I Derek Rose it, it ain't going to look good. Mm-hmm. Because Derek Rose was supposed to win us a title. And how did that happen? Two, two, two knee problems. That's what happened. Yeah, right. I, I, was, I was promised And two, a lot of disappointment. I was promised two Larry O'Brien trophies. Instead, I got two busted up knees for Derek Rose. But this is going to be the end of the onside kick this week. I want to thank Mark. Thank you for uh, coming right. on and doing what we do each and every week. A little bit later for you guys in the week. If you guys love the podcast, go down and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. He's at the with two E's, Mark Weber. Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. Hit that sub, that like button. But another way you can help support the channel, go to patreon.com backslash Most Valuable Podcast. 
just a little way to help support us, make this a better product for you because you guys are the reason we make these videos. We talk football, talk basketball, talk about all the sports because of you guys, the viewers and the listeners. want to thank you guys one more time for giving us your time today. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.